0: Welcome everyone to Café de Rene. I'm Jonah, joined by the host, Mr. Rene Dupree. Want to send uh, love to uh, fellow co-host James, his grandfather, he said, was just rushed into the hospital recently. So wishing well to James and his family.
1: But uh, we got a great show for you today, right, Rene? Well, it's always great, man. It's the place (laughs) to be on Mondays. So what's new and exciting, Jonah? Give me, give me the scoops. Give me the news. Give me the rumors. Give me the gossip.
0: Yes. Well, um, in wrestling this week, AEW had a pretty good, a pretty well received, I'd say, pay per view um, all around. And uh, they, I, I would say, yeah, because they were they had to steer the ship. Everyone was saying from the the controversy, the. CM Punk news and everything. And I'd say this paper is pretty well received the biggest news story out of it is MJF capturing the, uh, the world title hands down, which, uh, I would, I think, uh, as a fan, smart move. Definitely. You've heard a lot about MJF, right?
1: Yeah. Minimum a few times. He's a um, hell of a talker takes his profession seriously, which is always good. Um, but the thing is, like, the fans, uh, you know, he's supposed to be the bad guy, but the fans cheer him. He's so good at what he does. And now that the fans are smarter than ever, they realize how talented he is. So they – you know what I mean? But yeah, that's the way it is now.
0: No, it's true. And they, they had uh, the build to the storyline. He was doing things that I guess were kind of inching towards turning face. Um like he he would put over Tony Khan he did after AW went off the air and, and I know his his uh heel faction did turn on him too, so people were wondering if they were gonna turn him face or not. But no, ultimately he he ended up uh staying staying heel and going full full throttle with it too at the press conference afterwards, especially cut one of his uh what's becoming like a very normal thing for MJF to do is to just rip the fans to shreds. Um <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. I liked it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, right? they he rips them to shreds and then they want to cheer him. It's uh totally it. backwards, but hey man, whatever works. No, and uh
0: it ended with uh William Regal actually turning on him on uh John Moxley, and they had been in like a group for a while, Blackpool Combat Club, and Regal passed MJF the Nux. MJF knocked Moxley out and it was over like that. So oh, pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Riga with MJF now is going to be an interesting one.
1: Well, he doesn't really need him, does he? I mean, usually you give a a manager or whatever to talk for you, but he doesn't need that. Oh, right, well, we'll see where it goes. We so, will, you, watched yeah, the here. Yeah? you watched the whole thing?
0: No, I watched I watched clips, but I did not. And I think it was $40.99. I could be wrong about that, but I did not buy the pay-per-view now. 50 bucks? clips, yeah, I think it was 50 bucks. yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Oh. No we're on buy rates yet, right? That usually comes out later.
0: No, I, I tried to search. I know you love the buy rates. Yeah, I, I didn't find any, though. In a couple of days, they'll probably be coming out. Right. Um, but would you like to take a look at the press conference? Yes, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Here. Now we're uh, – our technology is going up, so now we can start airing clips <laughs> while, we talk, while we talk. So – this is interesting we're gonna
0: try this is a this is a test so everyone in the chat everyone let us know how it looks for you guys
1: yeah
0: all right this is the mjf press conference that you might have seen now destination.
1: once again the ship has been steered properly once again this belt is now the most
0: The motherfucking favorite to MOX. It's M J F. Goddamn
1: Damn, oh, No events, no events. What a fucking stupid even more on on every single word.
0: So yeah, that was that was it and then it just keep it keeps going from there, but uh, <laughs> but that's MJF. Jeez, Have he, you ever- uh, He's got a bit of a party mouth, does not he? He, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. It's interesting that I think he feels like he has the freedom to do it, though, right? I mean, he was totally, like, he felt like he was just just exactly what was on his mind, but it, it very stark contrast, obviously, like, Curses aside, completely different from uh, from WWE,
1: right? right, like, in terms of scripted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you're, when you have the talent in, to ad-lib and you're allowed to do it, it really makes a difference, right, yeah. But those Jesus Christ, the way he's swearing, man. Wow. I remember when WWF, man, if you like said one like anything like that, you'd be fine. You'd be just, yeah, man, crucified for doing anything like that. But oh well.
0: Is there anyone you remember specifically who would who would slip up?
1: Uh trying to think if anybody ever did. I remember uh, being given like a scripted promo and not hitting every line and being punished for it. Like, yeah, they wouldn't give me the mic for like a month or something because they think, you know. And that's, uh, to me, if you get bullet points and you basically hit the important notes to like sell whatever you're trying to sell, like a a pay-per-view match or, you know, whatever. But there it was so strict, you had to hit every single word. Everything I can't remember that shit. Did my memory is just no. not enough? Yeah, <laughs> some guys that's how came. I heard. Yeah, I
0: yeah. heard bullet points were the way they did it in other like ECW. A lot of ECW original says that it would just be like three things on a paper, like literal bullet points, just to promote, like you said, the show or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. and but, then just add your creativity in, but. Definitely a strong promo though, MJF. Yeah, and he's an imposing I know we talked about him with uh, Van Vliet when he's on the show, but I think he's yeah, what he's doing is very different from what we've seen. Even even in AEW, how they let wrestlers go looser with their promos. I just think his overall aura is something that I haven't seen before, at least uh, in a yeah. while.
1: No, he's yeah. talented, man. He's no, talented. He it's cool where they go from
0: there. Oh, no, absolutely. Um Another feud on the car that culminated there was uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Are you familiar with these names? Yes. Okay. And Christian was uh, heavily involved with that angle. And one spot that I saw that a lot of people are talking about is, what uh, we well, got another video here. I'll throw it up. Get your thoughts on this. That is jungle boy.
1: Oh, through a table. (laughs) Damn, dude. And that wasn't the main event? No. No. (laughs) Please tell me he didn't kick out of that. No.
0: Uh, I don't think he kicked out, but he hit him with a. He ended it with a submission, Jungle Boy did. So I'm pretty sure he just locked him right
1: into a submission right after that. Yeah. So he hits him with the elbow off the top of a cage through a table. He doesn't go for a pain; He goes for a submission? His
0: finisher is a submission. Yeah, the snare trap, he calls it. And Luchasaurus tapped.
1: Okay, what what is this snare trap that you speak of?
0: It is, uh, I would say an STF. It's pretty much an, an STF. Just he locks, yeah. He just locks him in like more of a how John Cena kind of just put his hands in front of the, <laughs> in front of the face or squeeze with his forearms. He locks him in more of like a sleeper.
1: But yeah. Oh okay, okay. Well, I don't know. To me, a cage match should go on last, and definitely something like an L. Oh, that drop went on off. first. First,
0: oh. first, yeah, first match of the show.
1: So, okay, hold on a second. Did they have two rings set up, or did the live crowd have to see them put up the cage and then take it down in the middle of the –
0: I think it just rose. Like, it it came down and then it rose back up. It rose
1: back up, and that was the first match. Okay.
0: That was. Yeah, they had a pre-show, but that was the actual first match, yeah, of the main show. (laughs) Okay. And we'll see. Yeah, I think feud uh, and I would think it's over from there. It's been interesting how the booking's gone with that. Uh they they started out like they started out hot and heavy. It's it seems like the like a classic, you know, tag team partners turning each other and Christian kind of like wormed his way in between them and turned Luchasaurus on Jungle Boy. But uh it was going strong and then Christian Christian faced Jungle Boy, I think, at the last pay-per-view and then got injured. So he was not involved anymore in this storyline and uh for a little bit and now this is how culminate between them I think Uh, this should end it right a cage match
1: you would think (laughs) yeah I mean yeah you would think but I mean usually a cage match man like okay so tell me the build-up because you were following I haven't so was was Jungle Boy like running away from him because Jungle Boy is the heel or Lucha, Lucha Source is the heel no, Luchasaurus is the heel. Yeah, Jungle
0: Boy definitely wasn't running away. He was going right at him several times.
1: No, I mean, uh, okay. Uh, it's, wow. Completely different business. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard to follow for me. Anyway, what else do we got?
0: Look, we've got a one ball. Wonderful- from one of the friends, Darknet Turns. Thank you. Would your dad have allowed such a vulgar promo, Renee? <laughs> no.
1: No. No, you would get kicked off the air for that. Yeah. You couldn't, back in the, the 80s, when my father had his television, you couldn't say ass. You'd probably get in trouble for saying butt, you know, kicking your butt. No. Yeah. Total different business, total different era. But I mean, WWF man, they started. They, they were they would start pay per views with K-ma- cage matches too, right?
0: Yeah, they have, and it's kind of like a like who could start with the bigger match these days too. I think because um, WWE's been starting with some exciting ones themselves. I think was it? Yeah, Brock and Lashley started out on the Saudi show, and that was a highly anticipated match. So. I don't know. Maybe it's a new strategy, like keep people, instead of like the slow build to the main event, if you have
1: multiple big matches, just start right. with, start with yeah, one of them. Yeah, it's kind like of like a rock them. concert, man. You want to start off hot and bring the people up, but I don't know if starting a paper you off a hot angle, especially with Brock Lesnar, I don't know if that's whatever, man. They're making money, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah. How much did they I get paid for that Saudi? Does anybody know? Isn't it like, <laughs> like 50 million or something? It's thing
0: ridiculous, and that just like comes to my mind. Does Brock just want to get home? Right? Is that like a specific <laughs> circumstance? Yeah. He just wants to get out of there.
1: Yeah, uh, he has his own chartered flight for him. him oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah right. He's got to go. Um, no, those Saudi shows are crazy. I don't know when the next one is, but they have to get paid a ridiculous amount to keep going. I think. Especially since there were a lot, there was a lot of controversy
1: with this one. Did you hear about MVP? Okay, so the fact that it's something to do with his religion, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's because he was, um, he converted to being a Muslim while he was in prison, I think, and then he became an atheist instead. And that's punishable by death, is what I read.
1: Dude, they, Saudi Arabia, I read a, an article today. They had 12 executions in 10 days. Uh, and the execution is chopping your head off with a sword. for wow. Non-violent drug offenses. So, like, I don't know what, I mean, so if you sn- smoke a joint and get caught, they could potentially chop your head off with a sword. How crazy is that? It's cra- It's crazier that they're going
0: there to to wrestle. That's I mean, that's wild. I just I caught a uh, funny screen name here. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that Evil before. Paul London, <laughs> Evil Paul <laughs> yes. London, in his car. Paul <laughs>
1: London might be making an appearance tonight. He was sent the invite, but uh, he's got some errands he has to run. So hopefully he can show up. But if not, it's okay um yeah oh and also in qatar which i i've been there they're having the world cup the soccer football yeah. finals or whatever yeah. and like their laws is like um like homosexuality whatever is punishable by death too i think wow quite sure I yeah mean. and there was like uh some welsh fans some welsh female fans who were wearing like uh uh, the rainbow colored <clears throat> hats or whatever and they got all confiscated and stuff uh, and then also like alcohol is strictly prohibited in that country right they, yeah yes they, they were gonna on. make an exception they were gonna make an exception for the World Cup you know but then at the last minute uh, they said uh, alcohol was strictly prohibited in the in the actual like uh, arena or whatever. So that pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, especially like uh, England fans, European fans. Like they want to watch the, the game and have a few beers. And right? Drink. Yeah, of right. course.
0: I mean, who? Do, yeah, I mean, you're right. in a, you're in that section. Anyone? That's the one place you'll spend probably twenty bucks on just a,
1: just like a tour yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're selling a non-alcoholic beer, which that's always fun. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess you're allowed to drink if you're like you're in a private suite. Like there was alcohol in that country, but you had to go. It was only in like certain hotels in the bar. and You couldn't, uh, like, you couldn't leave the bar. Or you couldn't like walk around with a beer or anything because that was like you could get arrested for it. So I don't know if this is if this is accurate or not, but I just saw
0: for the Saudi deal question, fifty million a year for ten year deal. Even if it's anywhere close to that, I mean the. If you did you see any videos of the of the fireworks from that, Renee? Saudi? Yeah, from their Saudi show.
1: Yeah, it was so fucking. Their insane. Most recent
0: one. I mean, that's insane. Cr- I don't know how much I'm like that cost. But that's yeah. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. This goes to show how how rich that country is, man. Wow. And my brother in law, my cause my sister lives there, right? Yeah, she's married to a Saudi and I got like three nieces and a nephew and they came to visit this summer and they're like, yeah, Renee, you can come. You can come. I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) That's okay.
0: That might be the most random show for if you if you decided to go and for some reason go to Crown Jewel, Renee Dupree shows up at Crown
1: Jewel would be a very uh,
0: interesting headline.
1: (laughs) Uh, actually, I mean, shit. Thing. If I yeah. could set up a deal and start like, if actually this podcast reached number one in Saudi Arabia, did it? And, yeah. Wow. And um, I was, you know, if I could go there and like start a wrestling school or something. You know, I mean, if fuck, if the Saudis are willing to pay fifty million dollars for a show, how much are they willing to pay to learn how to wrestle, man? I could make myself a killing. I just stay in my sister's like uh, guest house or whatever and stay there for three, four months and get a, I don't know, a couple dozen, couple dozen students at 10K a pop. Amen.
0: You never know. You, you, you in never know. Place, I know uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, he was one of the earlier guests, I think, on Cafe, but I know he yeah. was training students in Egypt, which I thought was really cool was it Egypt while. or India? I really think it was Egypt I thought I saw videos of him in Egypt, but it could have also been india um India I know is they they have they do have with the great Kali he has his school there c w a yeah but yeah I thought uh, some of these underserved places it could be pretty cool pretty cool to set up a mm. training school let's see here though. Josh Coffee. Thank you, Renee. On Punk Bio, do you think he gets a six all six million? Have you heard about that? No. I What's think more? it's along the lines of that if Punk, if they never want Punk to wrestle again to buy him out of his contract, Tony Khan would have to pay him six million.
1: Was that what his guarantee was? Six mil? I think for three years. So two million a year. Two million a year. Well, that's a hell of a payoff considering how much work he put in. What the fuck? What did he wrestle like? Less than a, a handful of matches. Yeah,
0: he was like it was like a solid year of CM Punk, um, in at different points, but
1: he has six million. Wow. Well, you gotta get taxed on that too. So, as an independent contractor, so still, I'll take it. You never know. I'm um, seeing, does
0: Moxa get six million a year too? I don't know. That seems like a pretty high contract. Punk, Punk was their highest drawer. Uh, so we'll see, but hopefully MJF. I think what this show did well, their paper, was it put a lot of faith in the uh, homegrown, like putting the title on someone like MJF, who's an AW homegrown. And um another person who uh, we, there's a new interim women's champion right now. Um, Her name is Jamie Hader. Have you heard about her? She British? She might be, yeah. She okay. No, but I, <laughs> but she, she's the interim champion now, while roses is injured, and uh, so Jamie Hayter took home that title. I was curious, what do you think about interim champions? Because AEW's been doing it uh, quite a bit frequently. Because John who was interim champion, Punk left. I guess it's to make up to combat the injuries of when the champion goes away, but uh, WWE
1: just strips them. Of the title. Uh, I think it's stupid. I think if you can't defend the title, you have to relinquish it. Then set up a tournament or something, right? Mm-hmm. It could be like a one night, one night only tournament to, to determine who's the champion. But again, it's not my company. Right. I mean, look at any other sport. If you can't compete, what's going to happen? You have to relinquish the title, right?
0: You do. Yeah and right. then you always have I feel like it's weird cuz it puts an asterisk on like like if you look back at John Moxley when punk was gone as champion if someone's like oh he had a great reign someone else is always going to say it was only interim so it's it kind of puts one of those one of those check marks there
1: but yeah <laughs> it's like uh it's like uh getting a participation trophy for uh in school now no similar you yeah you win or you lose you <laughs> get a trophy you don't you don't shit anyway
0: fix stream bob thank you great to have you here renee have you ever been to nunavut would you go is that how you pronounce that
1: nunavut yeah that's one of the nunavut. territories no i've never been to nunavut i've been to alaska and i've been up to uh up to northern Quebec and northern Ontario and the reserves for the Native Americans. I wrestle there. Where you have to drive over like frozen lakes and shit just to get there. Yeah. Uh, If I had a reason to go, I mean, I don't know. Is it to go to visit? I don't think there's anything there I'd like to see. But if it's to perform, sure, if the money's right. Under the right circumstances, Sure. <clears throat> well, what else do we got going off, we
0: yeah. I'm telling you right now, going off that the elite returned. Uh, so Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks came back after all of the uh, all the controversy with CM Punk. They made their return to action. They were against uh, Pack and the Lucha Bros and it was, it was like any, you know, typical AW trios tag, I feel. They, they have a lot. This was for the trio tag championships. And they did not win. They did come out to uh, carry on my wayward son, which I thought was a nice touch.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, so a carry on my wayward son? Yeah, you know that song? Uh, is it Kansas?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: So Tony Khan bought the rights to that?
0: I don't know if he, I don't know what it takes to air a song for just one night because I doubt it's going to be a thing going forward. It was, it was probably just for the return.
1: But I oh guess he God, had it, so. right to, right? So, okay. So it, yes. Okay. So he probably bought the rights to it for one night and paid like X amount of dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I guess that's a write off for a <laughs> business.
0: No, uh, I guess so. I'll show you a clip from that match here. We got one more clip going on. I'm glad these are working. Seems like people are enjoying it. Yeah, it's these pretty clips. sweet for the future. I'd love to get there. more of these. Thank you to the fans in attendance. Um... <laughs> oh,
1: that's my what... <laughs> Pop it back up and then square off with Okay, that's a little dance routine they got going on there. Well, the fans <laughs> like it, so. The fans, yeah, the
0: yeah.
1: fans. Where were to they? You know, it. what city were they in?
0: Uh they were in New Jersey, Newark.
1: Oh, Jersey. Yeah. Looked like a good crowd.
0: It, yeah, it did, and and yeah, like to say again, it definitely in terms of like steering the ship and everything MJF was saying in that promo. Um, obviously his his result a lot of people liked, but the show overall seemed to I didn't really hear many negative things about it. Um Paige, Soraya did have her first return match. She beat uh Britt Baker. And I know a lot of people were looking forward to seeing her back in the ring since this is the first time she's been cleared to actually go at it. So that was
1: uh that Oh, was you don't exciting. have any clips for that?
0: I don't. Actually, this super chat though, Soraya, <laughs> Soraya was rusty as a nail. Damn Tony overpaid her. That was yeah. It was the weakest match on the show. I'd say if I had to pick one, was her and Britt Baker. Really? Shit.
1: How much is how much is he paying her?
0: It wasn't like a million a year or some shit. It was a big contract. I know that. Yeah, and and that it brought up a debate of you know should she actually be cleared and and how often does AEW clear people that can't get cleared elsewhere like WWE like a Brian Danielson or
1: right somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, well, considering, considering her situation, her health with her neck, I don't know, buddy. I guess for the right amount of money, but the thing is, man, one bad bump and she could be a paraplegic. Yeah. That's like, for me, I'm going November 30th. I got a match, mm-hmm. which could potentially be my last match uh, this Saturday. It's all going to depend on the x-rays I get and see how screwed up my uh, my body is. So I'm going to take the doctor's advice. If he says I shouldn't be wrestling anymore, and then I won't. Because, yeah, I love it. But uh, I love the the ability to walk <laughs> even more. Right. So... So, what other news and rumors do we have, pal?
0: Well, we've got apparently uh, another person coming out of a retirement. Um, is WWE apparently has offered Stone Cold a second match. That's a rumor floating around there after his uh, showing with Kevin Owens at Mania uh, this past one.
1: Okay. So, there, are, and what does, did he make a, a statement? Did he say anything? No, it's,
0: there's no statement. There's no nothing. It's just, uh, it's rumored. It's out there floating around. And I mean, obviously people would love to see it. I thought his match against Kevin Did you watch that match? I did not. It was pretty good. Um, I was there live and I remember I was in, I think I was in a very Texas native section. I am not from Texas myself, but there were a lot of passionate fans screaming like, Like their heads were popping off their bodies, you know. They were almost Russian rings. They were so excited for that match. It definitely got it got everyone into it. And I thought Stone Cold did pretty good too. I mean, for not having wrestled, was it nineteen years? I think so. Two
1: thousand two would have been his last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did. We did. He did physicality and stuff. I know he got physical with me and one night. I remember Pat Patterson. Okay, Renee, you have to be careful because uh Stone Cold, he's very quick. Very quick. Fucking hell, was he ever? Yeah, man. But that was that was pretty cool. Taking a stunner from him just to pop, man, that's pretty That was pretty sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see with that. I mean, another person floating around is I saw the, and this is just purely just something I saw, but was John Cena versus Stone Cold was something I saw in like, you know, um, anticipated or or rumored matches was one, but which would be wild. I mean, it would probably be a lot similar to John Cena versus Undertaker a couple years ago, just like a five minute, just to make it happen.
1: Oh, or Taker threw a boot and missed by this much. (laughs) (laughs)
0: see <laughs> so you watch that one?
1: I just seen the clip, the gif or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, that was, that was bad. Um, Logan Paul also responded. John Cena actually posted something about Logan Paul. Logan Paul responded to that. And uh, on his podcast, he said that he reached out to Triple H immediately. Logan Paul did about wanting to have a match with John Cena. That yeah. match would get talked about a lot. Yeah, I would be. I'd be interested in seeing that match just because I think Logan Paul has done a good job of proving himself, and just the the lead up alone, the build with both of them now being kind of like larger than. I mean, Logan Paul wasn't, but now
1: John Cena kind of being more of a celebrity.
0: Yeah, like celebrity versus celebrity, but they could actually
1: both go. Could be cool. Yeah, yeah that would definitely be an attraction. Yeah, I just seen a clip of uh that Logan Paul man. What an athlete! But the thing is, like he just had one match and completely tore up his knee. I mean, it was like meniscus and ACL, PCL, like the whole fucking thing was just shot out, right? And that's only his third match. So I don't know if his body's able to withstand the business, right? I've yeah. seen so many guys who were incredible athletes and had so much potential, but they're injury prone, right? Their bodies just couldn't take it. So. But yeah, that definitely would be an attraction that people would want to see.
0: So, yeah. I'm with yeah. you. Who who are some bigger examples you could think of maybe from your time there that were more injury prone? Injury prone? Yeah.
1: Oh. Shit. Well, Chris Nowinski, but that was right. That was concussions, right? that's because he was a tough enough guy and certain guys in the locker room at that point in time would purposely fuck you up because of it. Right. Yeah. So that wasn't fair for him, but, um, i trying to think of fucking, it's hard to remember now, but there was a lot of guys that would always get hurt. And, uh, yeah, let me think about it. I can't think yeah, no, it.
0: no, there's I'm thinking of recent examples like Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's son, right?
1: He he
0: got his cut short.
1: <laughs> right. Was that concussions too?
0: I think so for some reason I'm thinking like some sort of neck injury, but the chat correctly. correct me. But um but yeah, he uh he definitely got his cut short. But he's still he's still back there and apparently he's producing pretty good matches. Uh, Speaking of people who are are back there, did you hear about Jamie Noble? Yeah, what about? He's having his last match coming up at a live event, which I think is interesting. I think December 11th, they said, in his hometown. Uh, And he hasn't wrestled. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled in a long time.
1: Right. Well, I remember the producers back then when I was there, they would always get in the ring and work out, like Finley, Arn Anderson they would always get in there and work out with the guys and do some stuff. Even Arn, with his neck, you know, but the workhorse of the whole bunch was fucking fit. He'd be in there with the girls and constantly chain wrestling and shit. Yeah. So I I imagine Jamie, pro I don't know if they're allowed to get in the ring. I don't know. I haven't been there in Christ 16 years. I don't know how, but wrestling is kind of like driving a bicycle, man. You, you you never forget how to do it, and you get in the ring and work out a little bit, you know. But yeah, Jamie was a hell of a talent, man. really good wrestler, just undersized. That's awesome. Yeah, right, right.
0: have seen issues. Real like rabbit. Dark Knight. Thank you, Renee. Have you ever gone into business for yourself throughout your career? Uh, ever had an issue putting someone over? Have you ever been double crossed? Double crossed, daddy.
1: Uh, have I ever gone into business for myself Um, I might have just don't remember Uh, have an issue putting anybody over Uh, one time CM Punk because I just never cared for the guy I never cared for him. and didn't like his attitude. And I could tell that he was a mark. He's one of these guys that feeds, feed shit to the dark, to the, uh, to the dirt sheets. All right. And there's so many guys now that do that. I'll give you an example. Uh, this last tour, I did it over in Japan, right? Uh, Hannibal, my buddy Devin, he actually smartened me up to it, because he he reads the Wrestling Observer, right? Right. Then he had a write-up of all the guys that were going over for Nora for that tour, and he said, "Renee, you were just briefly mentioned, but Michael Elgin got this huge write-up. Right? And when we get over there, well, we all know what happened to Elgin. He's a fuck-up. and Yeah. Really blackballed himself from everywhere. Uh, but when it came to being over in Japan, like my merch show, he he couldn't even come close to selling the merch that I did over there because we were after the matches, we'd go in center and sell our shit. But why do you think he got a big write up and I didn't? Because he feeds Dave Meltzer, yeah, (laughs) that's why you know what I mean. And why do I don't get mentioned? Because I never talk to the guy and never will and will publicly criticize what he does because I know it's bad for our business. So, you know what I mean? So all these guys, that, like, uh, for example, isn't there a tag team that <laughs> named one of their moves after him? It's the Young Bucks, right? It is, yeah, the Meltzer yeah. driver, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of And then he'll boost them up and, you know, so when it came to being over in Japan, uh, Michael Elman can't touch me, right? But if you read the dirt sheets, which unfortunately a lot of people in administration do and give it credibility, they won't admit it, but they do. They start believing wow. that shit. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do they really? That's not Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't admit it, but they do. A lot of the boys do, too. And they yeah. won't admit it. I can honestly say I've never subscribed. I never went out of my way to hear shit and I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. But I know a lot of promoters, man, a lot of promoters on the independent level. They'll, they'll listen to what that asshole says and they'll fucking go with it. You know?
0: Well, uh, speaking of Japan, Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey, it seems, was confirmed for a uh, Wrestle Kingdom seventeen. I heard that.
1: I see you heard that. that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh well, they must have uh, mended fences. They must they have mended fences. I know there was heat there for a little while, but yeah, I guess they need attraction for uh, for their big show coming up. So that's that's pretty exciting. I'd actually like to see that match. No, me too. And there's
0: right. when it comes to uh you know heat with WWE and is it Noah, right? With uh with Carl Anderson, I don't I still don't think he's defended. I don't think it's actual heat. It seems at this point going that it's more of just a, a storyline, but I think it's it's crazy he's still champion and oh, it's in a New different Japan. Company.
1: Yeah, oh it's New, New Japan. Japan,
0: okay. Never never open weight, right? Never yeah.
1: open weight, title, Yeah. Well the thing is you hear rumors you hear rumors of uh, WWE NXT starting up, and I know after the COVID thing, business was really bad there for for Japanese promotions. I think it might have gone up now. I'm not sure. I don't really talk to anybody that much, but um, who knows? Maybe they might have struck a deal with the son-in-law. You know, I think That's I think the son-in-law bad. is more open to doing business with other promotion as opposed to his father-in-law. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? I'm hearing.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we got, we got one. Yeah, let's get this one. On to thank you. Renee. Can you just the difficulties, or promoting, of promoting, probably.
1: Yeah, on promoting difficulties. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where do <laughs> I begin? Well. Like when I tried running in my little area, right? I made the the first time, I made the mistake of announcing it too early. All right. Because I went to one of these big uh, slam wrestling as a guy I've known for years and announced it in January. What happens then is that you'll have the other promoters, okay, we'll run the towns before you. Okay. Most people just want to go out to an event once a year. You know, it's not, there's a small hardcore group that'll go every month. And another thing is that they see one promotion that's the drizzling shits to them, wrestling's wrestling. They don't know the difference between, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that was a mistake I made the first time is that being a promoter is very cutthroat with other promoters because it's all about money, right? They want to get all the money. And then you have to deal with uh, a lot of wrestlers and their egos, even at an independent level, there's wrestlers and egos. Right, and then you're, you know, you're worried about guys not showing up. Then you're worried about the ring breaking down or the the ring truck. Christ, I did a tour one time over here, and the gas tank on my truck, ring truck, fell off. It fell off. It fell the fuck off. <laughs> so, and I was running, and I was running, uh, I was running seven nights a week. So it broke down. I had to get the ring truck fixed, welded the gas tank, welded back on the thing. Get the, the the ring back on. I, we had the record. It was me and three other guys, uh, one girl and two other guys, and we took down the ring, set it on the ring truck in ten minutes. Then wow. we had to drive. Yeah, we we're in Prince Edward Island. We had to drive across the bridge all the way to it was Blacks Harbour, Nova Scotia, uh, New Brunswick, which is about mm, roughly five hour journey. So we made it there just in time to set up the ring and have the show. So fucking A, dude. Yeah. That was that was lucky. That was skill. Yeah. But like my father always told me, the most important part is to make sure the guys are paid their guarantee. Mm -hmm. That was his number one rule. You have to make sure the guys get paid. So, and I did. Since you've been,
0: yeah, we always made sure. Since you've been so successful, like beyond your WWE career, On the independence, how was it stressful at first? Like to actually be on your own and build your own brand and like uh, again with that promoting?
1: Oh fuck yeah. Uh I went from WWE, then I got deported from the United States, and then I went to work for uh, in England for an asshole and he lied to me about my guarantee. I was supposed to get a weekend guarantee, then he paid me per match. And I mean there was uh there was one week where we didn't have. We had one show in ten days, and I had to live off one match payoff for ten days, which was. Wow. Let's just say I was eating. Uh, I was eating crackers and peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God for the gym order let me front a tub of protein. So I, I bought a big thing of oats and had a big tub of protein. Right. I was having that three times a day. Yeah. So, if anybody says I never paid my dues, go fuck yourself. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back you to the Super straight,
0: Yes. Thank you, Ed. Uh, back in 04, Renee, did you like the move over to SmackDown? Was that locker room better?
1: Interesting. Fuck That's no. It was the worst locker <laughs> room I've ever been in my life. Yeah. So much. Oh, just. Oh, you had Bradshaw and fucking Sparky plug. Sparky plug, who was paranoid and insecure, wanted to get all the new guys fired, especially the new guys that were a threat to him. <clears throat> I mean, the guys yeah. who were younger, looked good, who could wrestle, you know? Yeah. You. yeah. And then I remember having Johnny Ace and Fit Finley take me aside one time in the locker room say, Renee, we're, we're really pushing. We really want, it was fit mostly. Fit was really behind me. We want to put you in that top spot as a top heel. And of course, you got you know, Bradshaw and his 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 camp, you I know mean, his agents, ding, ding, who were fucking against it, and then there's a fucking, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people only knew the politics behind it, how it really works, you know. But, uh. You were so young, too, right? I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was 20 years old, but they were already talking about at 20 to give me that big push to be, you know, and then when I went over to Raw, I kind of—I don't know what I was thinking. I want to completely change the way I looked. It was after the Royal Rumble when JR got me and Charlie Haas fucking mixed up. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go total gimmick here and grew that funky mustache with the jet black hair. Invested tens of thousands of dollars in my wardrobes with the robes wow. and stuff. And yeah, so if anybody says I never tried, uh, fuck you too. Okay.
0: <laughs> Join the list. Yep. Join the list. Yeah. Long list, what do we got here, Joey? Thank you, Joey. Jojo, thoughts on Bullet Club? I found it too markish.
1: They were over, I don't I think that that candle has burnt though. Yeah. Uh, too markish, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the old too sweet, bullshit and you know, but it got over, people were, were entertained by it and uh it was one of the top sellers in Japan. I think they got into the hot topic, right? This they struck a deal. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did.
0: Bullet Club shirts were everywhere. They still are. You could still buy them at Hot Topic, I think, but for a while I was seeing people who I weren't even wrestling fans wearing them, you know. They they were just like they kind of bridged that gap, I guess. They uh what's it? They transcended wrestling for a little bit, which was interesting to see. Um yeah, now think- AEW shirts AW shirts are in Hot Topic. I was just are in they? uh yeah, I was just in one the other day actually shopping and I saw AW on the wall. They're in GameStop too, AW,
1: It's kind of cool. Well, those are two stores that I do not uh, shop at, my friend. <laughs>
0: I don't think, my age. I yeah, I was I was wondering, yeah, you shocked me when you said hot topic.
1: Well, no, I, I remember reading it online. I think um yeah, I think I remember pet because we got one in the mall here. My hometown, I think I remember it, it yeah. was like right up in the front, you could see it, you know. Club. So, yeah, I, I bought one in Japan though, it was yeah. an actual New Japan with the logo and everything. And I bought that for my buddy as a gift. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, you can buy them there, yeah. like uh, in their like Walmarts. It's not Walmart, but it's like something like Walmart. You can buy like all the New Japan stuff there, yeah, right, yeah. Next question,
0: Dante. Thank you. Speaking of looks, Renee, I saw a photo of you with a goatee, red hair, and painted <laughs> nails. What was the story behind that change?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going through another. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that was. When I, I was haven't seen this old, picture. Um, we were in all Japan, and we did. A, we were in a gimmick called the Voodoo Murderers, where their colors were red and black, and then like the head, a lot of the guys would dye their hair red. So I put like a red top here and then I painted my nails red and black. I don't know. It was actually a really fun gimmick and I really enjoyed my time. That's yeah, there it is, buddy. I was going through some uh, <laughs> you see a lot of guys are, are scared to change their look and look up but the thing is man characters in wrestling is what what draws gimmicks. You know?
0: Definitely I mean that that very memorable and also uh, I always even as a as a kid I remember Fifi. Like you always made the list of, of wrestlers who traveled with animals to the ring or something, right? Like it, it always stood out either with that or with a look like that.
1: Yeah, I got to make your. I remember I debuted. I debuted. We had two shows back to back to All Japan, Korakuen uh, Hall. <laughs> In All Japan, it was rare that they ever sold out the Korakuen Hall, but we de- I debuted that one day and the following day, the following day, the The um, the cork was completely sold out. Wow, yeah, we were in the main event. So, any other questions? Is there any other super chats? There's no other,
0: there's no other super chats, but uh, still some news floating around. I heard uh, Brian Danielson he says that he won't wrestle full time once his current AW contract expires, which he is getting he is getting um, another person who was cleared by AEW when WWE wouldn't clear
1: him. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of a shady right there. It kind of make, raises your eyebrows. It's like, hmm. But, I mean, hey, it's their bodies that can do what they want with it. You know, but if I'm in a position, yeah. I love wrestling too, but if I'm in a position where I'm financially stable, uh, I don't want to risk it. You know, I'm not that money hungry. I'll take whatever money I have now and invest it in other areas if I want to make more money. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I if if the doctor if the doctor says I'm a, I'm I'm not too banged up, I'll give it one more year. I'll take one more year of bookings and then uh, 25 years of you know because I'm turning 30, 39 next month. If I do it for one more year, I can finish at 40 years old. And uh, yeah, but again, it all depends on what the doctor says uh, later this month. So right, nice even number, right? Forty. I know, I know that
0: it it wouldn't matter to you, last match wise. But if you could, do you have a last match? Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson said he didn't. It didn't matter to him a last match. Really, doesn't matter to you. Or do you have any or?
1: Wow. Yeah, one that can pay me a shit ton of money.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Big stream, Bob. Thanks. Renee, did you drink hoppy with sochu in Japan? I hope I said that
1: right. Drink hoppy with. So- I drank sochu. I don't know what the hell hoppy is. Yeah, I don't know what hoppy is either. Is that. Yes, Fixed Stream Bob, send another on a Super Chat. Explain what you mean by Hoppy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> HBK's Lazy Eye, thank you. Why didn't you get a run with U.S. Intercontinental or World Title Championship run during your WWE run? You always had
1: the look and tools. You did? Because yeah. I, had, I got there when I was 19, and I left I had my last match when I was 23 I think January. January of 07. I had just turned 23. And when I got out of the uh, rehabilitation center, I was on, they were going to debut me on Raw and they were going to give me that that huge push. But mentally, I was shot and I just wanted to get away. And originally, the plan was to get away for a year or two just to get myself right and learn a a new hold. (laughs) And, uh, but that, it wasn't in the cards, man. It wasn't in the cards. Um, they called me a year after I left. when I was under contract. And then I contacted them a year after that. And then John Ye started to play the fucking bullshit game of send me a tape, come for a tryout. And I was just like, you know, like I got a fucking dent in my head right here where an artery in my head exploded on a fucking plane for you people. You know, so that that was I thought that was disrespectful and it just remind cause after a while you forget about all the stupid mind games and all the stupid rules that they have. But that was just a reminder, you know. And then also yeah. at that time every year more and more guys were, were were dying. Like Tess would die died and then Umaga passed away and then yeah. Yeah, and then the product just got worse and worse and worse. And yeah, and then I, you know, when I met my wife, that changed a lot of things too, because I moved to Japan. And mo- living there, I was I was taken care of financially very well. And then a lot of promoters would fly me from Japan and do other, you know, tours. I toured Europe a lot, you know, because I would work yeah. in all Japan schedule. Then I go over and tour Europe, and I was like, shit. I'm still I'm still wrestling full time at a high level in front of sold out arenas. It's, what's the difference? The difference is I don't exactly. have to memorize I don't have to memorize a stupid fucking promo. I don't have to put up with these fucking stupid ribs and stupid politics. You know I remember mean, I remember one week or you know, one one month I had a Two-week all Japan tour working the main event in front of packed venues. Then we went over to Taiwan for two shows. Uh sold out, you know, main eventing with Great Muda and Masa Chono and Masafunaki. Then straight from there, flying directly to uh to to Europe, working in France. Again, main event every night, sold out, working yeah. with guys like Rob Van Damme. You know, and then I get to keep my own merch money as opposed to WWE. Who? Well, you're a you're a you're a heel. Why would you have T-shirts? <laughs> uh, well, then turn me baby face so I can make some money, motherfucker. You know. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go to the next super chat. All right, let's move ahead here.
0: Dog, thank you. Hi, I'm wondering if there's been any updates with the Kota Ibushi New Japan situation. I haven't heard anything since his outcry.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. But that was... Uh... Yeah, that that's out of the norm for a Japanese wrestler to call him out like that. That's that's not something that usually happens at all. So it must. I think it was something regarding sexual harassment, right? I didn't actually hear about this. With Kota Ibushi, yeah. Apparently, out. apparently it was against one of the somebody in the administration. I don't know if it was taking a video or making comments or, yeah. Apparently, it was a really big deal. Like Ibushi's mom almost committed suicide over it and shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really heavy shit, man. Again, I can't. You no, know, don't quote me on it because I'm not 100 percent right. sure, but. And that that I mean, that guy's a hell of a fucking talent, man. For him just to walk away, has to be pretty serious, right?
0: No, definitely. And yeah. I mean, I know there were rumors floating around after they did the uh, was it the Cruiser Classic that Ibushi thinks of when WWE did that, that he was gonna sign with WWE, um, and then they kind of went away. But I don't know. Like I said, I haven't even heard about this situation, but who knows, right? Especially with them expanding. The WWE Dude, standard. did you hear
1: about the Cruiserweight Classic thing when he finished his match and he high-fived Vince McMahon? Yeah. Because he didn't know who oh, he no. was. <laughs> I didn't
0: hear about
1: that one. Right. That great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's like the North American fans don't understand. Like, I guarantee you there's wrestlers over there who don't know who Roman Reigns is right don't know who yeah yeah, yeah 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 even the fans don't know because like japan compared to uh western culture is a completely different world man they have their own yeah. favorite tv shows their own favorite bands i remember going out who was it one of the new Taka, takahashi yujiro takahashi he's a new japan boy and we were out at a club, and I was like, "Hey, man, you like Metallica?" And you never heard of the rock band Metallica. So, oh. for like people like us, like, are you insane? But yeah. you, it's a different fucking world over there. Yeah. Oh, that must be crazy. And what was it like when you first
0: moved there? Like when you actually moved there and lived there? It must have been wild. To it was it crazy to adjust?
1: Or I mean, you had been well, Oh Thank God, to sure. my wife who fucking took care yeah. of
0: everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> No, it was great because I lived in Sangenjaya, Sancha. It's a really like the high end part of Tokyo. Anybody who's ever been to Japan, they'll know where Shibuya is. Shibuya is a very, okay. very famous place. So I was like one stop away from Shibuya. So, like, when I was at All Japan, we, we, we had a free membership to the Goals Gym. And, you know, you don't need a car when you're there. You can just, I was like literally two minutes away, two minute walk away from the subway station, which. Once that was hard to figure out at first, but once you got the hang of it, you know, it's pretty sweet because, you know, so I would just, my life consisted of going to gym, which I do every day anyway. So I would go to the yeah. gym twice a day and then, uh you know, play on this thing, play on the fucking laptop. Right. <laughs> and then I go wrestle and then, but I love the food over there. Yeah. Like Japanese food to me is the best food in the world. So I enjoy it trem- Tremendously. And I know Noah actually mentioned about me moving back if I was willing to move back there. And I'm like, well, I would, but I don't think the wife does.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she.
1: Uh, like it's, it like when you're really in their system, you realize it's very stressful. Like mm-hmm. you got to be early for everything. Like you being late. that yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, the time is money, that quote, time is money, that, that's a fucking shoot over there, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you see so many businessmen, like, saying the, train is, the training is late, or they'll be, like, throwing their fucking suitcases against the ground, pissed off, because, yeah, it's crazy. That mm. it is That is wild. This is to the Kota Ibushi story from your favorite. <laughs> Dr. Guerrero. Yeah, someone asked me if we can make a Doctor Guerrero shirt with his face. I'm like, nah, we can't do that because, yeah, that's like uh, that's illegal, I think, to use someone else's. Then you'd be stuff. hearing from him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to have you on the show, Hoovy.
0: Yeah, really. No, the whole f- oh my god, the whole cafe fan base. Uh, Dante, thank you. Who would you put on an intercontinental or international? Sorry, Mount Rushmore.
1: International? Fuck. Currently, or from all time, or I guess it depends, right? I mean, currently, yeah, right no, now. Definitely. Currently, right now, you'd have to put that Okada on there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whoever's drawn, I think in, in Mexico, I think it's uh, Psycho Clown. I think he's the uh, okay. He's like the top star over there right now for AAA. Uh, who else is top stars right now? I guess that um, in the United States it would have to be that NGF As far as AEW,
0: it would have um, to be yeah NJF. Are you looking for another person from the US? I because mean, that goes to yeah.
1: You, know, you have to be more I mean, specific, man. Is it all of all time or currently? Not currently. It's kind of hard because the market so. There's only like three countries where they have their own set. You know, it'd be Japan, Mexico, and the United States, right? Yeah. So, if you can be more specific on of all time or current generation or whatever, yeah. But um, yeah. you you mentioned earlier um, when you're going over the deaths,
0: Umaga. I was. Do you have any Umaga stories? I've been seeing a lot of comments. People want to hear Umaga. Me. Umaga, yeah.
1: Yeah, he. W- in my opinion, of all the Samoans, he was he was the cream of the crop. <laughs> Oh yeah, of all of them, yeah. Um, just because he was a big man, he was about three fifty, and the move, the way he moves, so fucking agile, dude. He could do that clothesline three sixty bump better than yeah. He did. And uh, when he came off the top rope, he got such great air time. And I remember he'd always like slap his quads right before he come off, slap his quads, and fucking hit it. Yeah, I remember but that. The thing is like. Right off the bat, he got he got hurt, banged up his knee, and that's the thing. Like you were so scared to tell anybody you were you were hurt back then, of, of the fear of losing your push. Right. So that's when he got hooked on the painkillers because he was working through a banged up knee every night. You know, you and I, you and I don't understand how how painful it is when you're three hundred and fifty pounds, you got a screwed up knee, and you're to work that same style you know, putting all that weight on your knee, right? So he masked the pain with pills. And then, you know, it's, it's too bad that that's... One of the many, many guys that got taken from those fucking opioids, pain pillars, man. But that's the thing, man. Like, when you're hurt at that point in time, you were scared to say anything in fear of losing your spot. I think now it's better, but I don't know. You know? Well, yeah. we're talking about people that are like... um uh injury prone that Prince Devitt that's what fucked up his career. Well, I mean he's still in a good spot, still making money, but I mean he had won the world changed title changed a lot. To, yeah. Yeah, he it had... definitely changed a lot. That
0: was Rollins. And I think they just they had a match on Raw last week and they teased that spot again. But then again, I mean that was I don't know if that was just a, a you know weird landing or what because it was a shoulder. But uh but still yeah that was that changed the course of everything for that title at least because i'm pretty sure he was gonna be yeah he was he was the first universal champion technically uh now you see the title you know it took a while to kind of get it going but now roman reigns holding crazy enough time the title is uh it's got a little bit of like legitimacy to it and he was gonna be the first and i don't know where his reign was gonna go or what but um
1: it's a shame though yeah that was a shame yeah yeah um other than that, do we have any other worthwhile news:
0: no other worthwhile news we got war we got war game on the horizon uh that's what's replacing Survivor series uh the more war game style that's next weekend, so uh that's cool maybe maybe James and I do a review or something of that that could be fun um but no other real wrestling news just just the
1: shop how's the merch doing and we got stuff left um yeah uh for everybody who ordered i was just wait ma- um waiting for all the the money to clear into the account first it usually takes four to five business days after you order to to uh clear so for those who ordered mugs and cafe to renee sweatshirts and tees, those will be sent out on wednesday and uh, for everyone who wore the Dupree shirts and the uh, Looking Good Brother and Kiss Me Randy shirts, those will be ready on December 5th, and I will send those out either that day or on the 6th, if it, if the 6th is a weekday, <clears throat> and the post office is not closed. So uh, I I will quit selling the mugs once this badge is sold. So get them while you can because... Uh, there's only a few left, and um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Merch is looking real good, yes, it is. Uh, do we have any announcements to make before we call this a night?
0: No, no, no announcements come to mind to keep your eyes out on Thursday. I think James might be doing something. Uh, possibly Paul so that's keep your eyes for the channel there and yeah like i said maybe a review in a week but other than that no that's that's all the news yeah had a had a great time reviewing it thank you thank you almost 200 at one point, we're over 200 people in here so thank you so much cafe
1: yeah and if anybody um yeah go visit the merchandise store uh it's a It's on the, uh, oh, for everybody who is outside of the United States, please uh, send your PayPal, Rene Dupree booking at hotmail.com. That's where you make the order. So you PayPal um, the money to whatever um, merchandise you want. Put it in the description with your address and all your information and uh, send it out. Uh, or you can email rene dupree Booking at hotmail.com and I can let you know, depending on where you are in the world, uh, how much the shipping will be. Uh, for North American orders, the shipping is already included in the price, but for all overseas, uh, please uh, email me first so I can let you know exactly how much the shipping is. And I know the shipping is quite costly overseas. <laughs> But uh, especially a for those hard, mugs, yeah. If you're a diehard cafe fan, you really want it. Well, then you'll pay it. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's
1: it. Hbk's lazy eye to finish us off here. Renee,
0: any memorable Chicago stories at the Allstate Arena?
1: Yeah, it was WrestleMania the night after WrestleMania 22, or was it? Oh, I think it was the night after WrestleMania. I went to the IHOP. And uh, there was this really attractive waitress and uh, she came and visited me. And then uh, the next day she said, I hope my boyfriend doesn't find out. I'm like, oh, shit. Because he's a cop. So then, yeah, I made sure to uh, uh, delete all of her numbers from my phone and make sure that yeah, that's the last thing you want is a cop on your ass, right? That's it. And then Then you flew away, right? And I flew away, never to be seen again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's that's it for tonight. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. And tune in on Thursday because James will be on board, possibly with Paul London. So, au revoir tout le monde et bonsoir. Good night.